the WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, Let's do it. Jerem and Tanner. It's another edition of the WCB Podcast, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. It's Jerem. It's Tanner. What's up, bud? Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, what's up? Did you did you did you know? Did you know what? Did you know Connor Bedard's back? Betsy's back, baby. <laughs> Betsy is back, and all is right in the world once more. Yes. Not it only just feels it feels better. Not only is Betsy back, Bubble Betsy has made an appearance in the NHL. Oh, pray for the league. <laughs> He's already a point per game. <laughs> the bubble. Over a point per game. Over a point per game, yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll get into that. Bet Bedard made, made his comeback. Hots had three games. Not all losses. Whoa. Uh, yeah, Hawks. they finally won a game for the first time in almost a little over three weeks. Yeah. Hawks uh, made a roster move with a struggling player. We'll get into that. And a goalie goal in the organization as well. Um, uh, yep, yep. But let's start with uh, let's start with some games. Um, first off, the Hawks. I think this were we recording on Tuesday last week, so like Vancouver yes. was happening that day. Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, this wasn't a good game from what I remember. Yeah, I mean, good in a sense that they scored more than one goal. They did, um, and. Three out of the four goals, there was nothing that um, Rassic could do about it. So it's just one of those games. Like Vancouver is just on a tear this year, except for like today. <laughs> but yeah, what the fuck is going on in the league today? Holy shit. Presidency, maybe. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, Vancouver is good. They're, they're a very solid team. Quinn Hughes is, honestly, I feel like he's out there the entire game. He's got to be. I mean, it's the Norris Trophy's got to be his to lose at this point, right? I think it's. I think so. Yeah, he's having a fantastic year. His first year as a captain too is pretty nasty. Twenty four minutes, just under twenty five minutes. He played that game. Yep. But yeah, Tyler Johnson gets a goal. You know, flexing his scoring muscle to hopefully get us some uh, a fourth or fifth round draft pick. Come come trade deadline time, and then yeah, it's funny because he scored the goal, and I was like, all right, if he can continue doing that up until the trade deadline, we might be able to get some good value out of him. And then he uh, immediately got slashed in the hand afterwards. <laughs> and I was like, well, maybe he's just not. Yeah, I think he's, Johnson he's been back. Is made of glass, so yeah, <laughs> like how you even said in the group text, like, like oh. Tyler Johnson doing some good offense, and I think it was Dice was like, "Yeah, hopefully he can uh, you know get that value up." And you're like, "No, I'm just kidding. He he got slashed. He's probably done for the season." <laughs> yeah, I just figured. Yeah, he went to the went to the room. I was like, "Yep, that's it. Never mind." Um, they dropped this one four to two. Uh, Hawks lose their seventh straight game. Uh, the only other thing to really point on that one is Korchinski with another goal. The start of yeah. the season. That's a great goal. That's a great good one. Um. Who shit? Who had the assist? Because it was they shuttled, They had a lot of patience. Donato and Reichel. Yeah, Donato. Donato. Oh, man, I can't talk. Um, 
Yeah, with That's with the, the guys like diving to try and block the passing lane, he just held on to it for the perfect amount of time, slid it over, and Korchinski just had a wide open net. It was it was fantastic. It was, it was almost like copy paste the Adam Fox assist against the Hawks uh last Friday. No. Because <laughs> no? it was like a, it was like a two on one. It was completely different. I, the patience is makes sense. The way you, would, like, I didn't see it. The way you explained it, the way no, you explained no, 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 it, it sounded like the similar. No, Adam Fox had all day just standing in the slot. Donato was like rushing down the sides with Korchinski crashing the net, and so like the guy dove um, from like his side, like he wasn't facing him, and he still held on to it to get around him and then pass it across, and then Korchinski just popped it in. It was really, it was a good goal. It looked like the Hawks had some sort of offense going like they knew what they were doing when we all know that's not the case our last three weeks, four weeks. Pure dumb luck for the Hawks. That's without Bedard in the lineup, just pure dumb luck. Anything they say happens, it's not on purpose. Yeah. Thankfully, this is the last game without him. Yes. So we we go into Wednesday and early in the morning, we get the Friedman bomb that Bedard potentially could be going back in the lineup that him and the Blackhawks were going to see doctors to get an opinion. Apparently the mm-hmm. night, be- the day before he saw a doctor and he got the okay. Um, and then it came down to just if he can do some contact and the person to test out if he can take contact was Luke Richardson was oh, really? putting awesome. checks into him during like a morning, the morning skate on Wednesday. That's hilarious. I wish there was footage of that. I would love yeah, to right? see that. <laughs> like, but Dard makes his comeback. Ironically enough, his first game back on the season, or first game back from injury, is a rematch of his NHL debut against his idol, Cindy Crosby. Yep. And this one started off exactly the same, with Crosby just showing who's daddy on the faceoff and just making Dard look silly. Yeah, plus he, I mean, scores 15 seconds into the game. I just did a great tip. Just gets left alone. Like, like I don't know if he was, like, he did anything special or if it, like, they just lost him or what. But it's just, like, how is Crosby in front of the net by himself like that? Um, I'm watching the replay real quick because it was just, like, yeah, he, they, they get the puck deep. They bring it back up to the point, and he just comes out. From behind the net, that's it. That's all it is. Like they had the the Hawks, the Hawks crashing back into their zone, and then they had him pushing back towards the the point, and Crosby just walks right in front. I think Bedard's floated a little too high on that, if I remember correctly. You know, I mean, first shift after being gone for. Oh yeah, no, I'm not saying. I'm not saying like yeah, yeah. I think just like if you look at it, like yeah, I think he floated just a bit too high on that one. Yeah. Um, The other one, though, the to make it two nothing. First period was Rusty Bedard. Like he was, you know, you could tell he has him skating a little bit, maybe a little bit of uh, jitters, trying to get back out there and like trying to control the game and make things happen on his own. Uh, He tried forcing a pass cross ice. I was going to say he's trying to force a little, little too much too because he wants to generate that offense that they've been missing for the past six weeks. Yes, forces a backhand or a pass to tries to go to Seth Jones. It gets picked off. Then Riley Smith brings it in for a backhand goal that Soderblom has to have. Like it was a weak, weak shot. 
Um, yeah, I think that was the only soda bomb goal that I wasn't like, that I was like, okay, dude, everything else I was like, eh, not much you can do. Yeah, it's, he's no Mrazic, I'll tell you what, but he's, he's still playing pretty well. But completely yeah. understandable. Um, yeah, the, whatever. The next one was nice. Um, that one was Bedard, nice. Bedard, Felino, and Kurdjieff getting back together. And uh, just, it's it works. I don't know. It's funny because on paper, like, I before the season, I'm like, that line doesn't make any sense. But yeah, it just works. <laughs> Bedar, which is a beautiful pass over to Kurashev. Nice little, little sauce, sauce right onto the stick. Sauce. Yeah. And it's like the best thing about that goal, too, though, it's like that line doesn't miss a beat. No. Like I was worried like they would come back and they would have to like try to find that chemistry again. I, the first period was a little rough, but then the second period, like once they started like, you know, get, get going and stuff, they were finding each other. They were looking good. Like, and it's just, it was like they've been playing the same line the entire time. Like Bedard hasn't been missing. And yeah. I absolutely love it. It's, it looked great. Big fan. All about it. <laughs> um, and then this one wraps up. Crosby gets his 30th of the season for his second. And then Russ gets a shorthanded empty net goal. Um, they lose four to one. That's funny. I didn't even realize Crosby had 30 goals on the year already. Dude, he's having an unreal year. He's, like, been, he's been playing great like all the time. <laughs> oh, I know. But like, he's so quiet. He's just like Nobody this year. Like because he's not flashy. He's not flashy it's, like McDavid oh, or McKinnon. A quietly really good year this year. Like for some reason, I feel like he's playing one of his best seasons in a long time. It's so funny. He still had 93 like, points last year. What the fuck? That's what I'm saying. Like he has never been under a point per game his entire career. But like you would have, I would have been completely fooled that I, I, I would have thought that like he was under like the last like few seasons before. I mean, obviously we talked about last year a few times before, but like this years before that, I'm just like, Oh, he's probably not like a point per game. It's like, no, he absolutely is. He's much higher. <laughs> even so the fun. years, even the years when he was, he was out with concussion stuff, he was still over a point per game. That's so fucking, that's crazy. fucking silly. He's but... only 43 points away from 1600 points. I don't think he hits it this year just because he actually is at a little bit of a slower pace than he was last year. But unless like the pens like absolutely turn it up um, in order to make that playoff push, like they did. He's going to hit that super early next year. Yeah. He'll hit it really early next year then. I mean, if he hits what you said, 43. Yeah. They've got, I mean, I don't know if they have 30 games. I think he's played in all of them, but he's, if he's played in every game, they played 52. So they have 30 games left. If he can still be over a point per game, He'll end up with maybe ten points shy of sixteen hundred, and that's if, nine, it's that's if he's keeping the current pace. Like if he ups it, like he could probably hit it. That'll put him at ninety-eight points for the year. That's yeah. fucking insane. Yeah, he's he's pretty cool. He's pretty thirty-six good years old. <laughs> good for him. Yeah. But um. But yeah, the Hawks lose this one four to one, and. I just, I don't, I think people were kind of expecting, you know, oh my God, Bedard's back. Hawks are going to be good all of a sudden. Oh man. Did they forget but, what it was like even when he was on the team? Like, right. Do they, they remember that we also still have like seven other injuries? I think the best thing about this though was just the vibes you got. Like once it was like announced that, oh, he potentially is coming back. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the buzz you start seeing on social media, 
I mean, our group chat was going off, having a good time. Like, holy shit, Bedard could be coming back and all this. And then you get the okay. And then it's like you got the big time game vibe kind of thing. You're like, did you see the video of them doing the, the player introduction for that game? No. You couldn't uh-huh. even hear when they said Connor Bedard. Like, do you see that? No, or like, in the in the stadium. In the in the stadium when they're doing like the okay. starting lineup. And they said they can hear like, oh, Kershaw, following no. It was like Connor, you, like you start hearing, and at center, and then it was just you couldn't hear a thing. It was just loud, screaming, and awesome, like, which is awesome. So it's like this was needed. He was needed back in the lineup, even just for a moral victory right there. And that's exactly what I think that was on t- on uh, that Wednesday. Yeah, or Thursday. I think it, just the complete vibe of the team changes when he's healthy and on the squad because. I feel like everybody knows like he's going to help create offense, obviously, but it's, it's not so much like who's going to do it now. (laughs) Right. And I feel like that's what happened when, when he was hurt is like, everybody's like, well, now we just have Jason Dickinson. And he's like, Oh fuck. (laughs) Cause like he was doing great without having like the limelight and like he was scoring plenty of goals, five on five, doing great shorthanded. They're like, well, Bedard's hurt. Let's get him on the power play too. Let's get him like first line. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, this was it was great to have him back. Um, they asked him after the game too if this was a game that he had circled on the calendar to come back, and he's like, well, no, I kind of wanted to come back earlier, but you know, you yeah, have to be smart <laughs> and safe and all that kind of stuff. He wanted to be like Char originally, just throw the bubble on and go right back out. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say if he could have come back, he probably came back on January seventh against Calgary, which would have been the very next game. <laughs> Rocking the bubble. If he, he got, if he got like, to do his his way, like, yeah, he would have done that. You'd be like, all right, let me have the surgery, and then I'll play the next game after that. It's it's fine. I'll sit out two games. But <laughs> then that's so that's eight in a row that the Hawks have lost. Uh, coming up, then Ottawa, who has been just a giant disappointment turd of a season for them um this is a game that i kind of felt the hawks were gonna we're gonna win and sure enough the hawks have i saw somewhere the hawks have beaten ottawa in chicago like 17 in the last 18 times or something oh i put it in our post it was 11 11 yeah is that what it was okay yeah nice 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 yeah 11 the last 12 and they're like 16 2 and 1 since like 2010 against Ottawa. So this was a game the Hawks you knew the Hawks were gonna win. Yeah. And who got it started? That first line, baby. Let's go. Nick Lingo. Nice deflected shot uh from Kurishev and Bedard. You know, all the boys are getting it on the first one in this one. You know, last one was Bedard and it just yeah, it just works so well with the two of them or that line just because Felino's such a great net front presence. And Kershev and Bedard have like just some great chemistry. It's just, it's it's great, especially since Felino's having like a a pretty great year. Over the, like this is his best year over the last like few. Can you imagine what his season what his numbers would have been if like they him and Bedard were both healthy like the entire time? Yeah, I mean he only missed only a few games, but no, I mean, but yeah, but the that that whole line was able to stick together. Yeah. He's got 12 goals on the season right now. The last time he had more than 12 was 2018-19 with the Blue Jackets. He had 17. Good thing we locked him down when we did. You know, his price tag probably would have went up a little bit there. Yeah, right? 
uh, then a couple, yeah, a couple minutes later, uh, Jimmy Stutzel, uh, Stutzel, uh, ties it up. Him too, man. I feel like he's gonna waste away in Ottawa. I feel bad for him. I don't think so. I think that they just they just gotta figure it the hell out. It's I don't know what their problem is though, because they have Kachuk and Stutzla. Maybe everybody was gambling, and only Shane Pinto got blamed. I Maybe think they've been doing better though with the new coach. Like I want to say they were like mm-hmm. six, six, two and two in their last ten. They had They're probably doing a little bit better currently, but I think it took way too long for them to like way too long start getting good. Yeah, they were on a four game win streak before losing on uh, Thursday. They didn't have the same type of reaction to their um, new coach that like Edmonton did. Like Edmonton immediately started winning. Like as soon as they made the coaching change and then Ottawa just, I mean, even Vancouver last year, like once they brought Tockett in, they, they finished the season strong and have been carrying that forth to this season. Ottawa was hoping for something similar and they just kind of went from like terrible to like kind of (laughs) bad. But I think also Vancouver and definitely Edmonton. I mean, those teams are built like a certain way where I feel like Ottawa is just kind of thrown together. Uh, I, I guess. I don't know. I think Ottawa has plenty of great players on them. Like Brady Kachuk, Tim Sussler, like your two young guys that you're just going to be carrying you into the future. And then you brought in Giroux. You have Tarasenko. You got uh, other young guys in Norris and like Batherson. Tarasenko's going to get moved, I think, here in a few weeks. Probably. And then they have Jake Sanderson, who's like their young defenseman of the future. They got Shabbat. They got Chikrin. I don't know. I, I feel like they should be doing a lot better, but who knows? Maybe they're just like, they just don't work well together. Or maybe the coaching just sucks ass. They can never Actually, get like, I don't know, their goaltending sucks too. Yeah, they always get the bad version yeah. of the goalie. I think you said yeah. this before. Yeah, I did. Yeah, because yeah, like Talbot. Talbot was Talbot was an all-star <laughs> in Minnesota, gets traded to Ottawa, has a shit season. Goes to LA and is an all star again. <laughs> fucking, they got Matt Murray and he was basically injured most of the time. Or just like Matt Murray was shit. after two Stanley Cups. Yeah. Yeah. Corpus was was coming off a pretty good year. Yeah. After being traded to LA and having a fantastic end of the season and then just like running into the brick wall of Edmonton in the playoffs. But he had a great playoff too. And it's just kind of funny. Just like, what's going on? What's in the what's in the goaltending water in Ottawa? What's <laughs> not in the goaltending water in Ottawa? Maybe that's the thing. They're not getting all the minerals they need. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, then you look on to uh, going on the second. Chickering gets the uh, Ottawa the lead with a uh, power play goal. And then uh, a couple minutes later, Connor Bedard, they don't ask how. They just ask how many. Uh, sneaks one past. Uh, Corpusaw for his first back, his 16th of the season. Um, hey, not ideal, pretty goal for him, but you know what? You get the monkey off he the made, back right away. Right. He made up for it not too long later, too. He had a real pretty one. Real pretty one that got disallowed. Why did it get disallowed? Offside. Yeah, he brought the he 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 got the puck just outside the blue line when he brought it in. Uh, yeah, I was like, ah oh, fuck. That's fine. I saw that. I, I got the I, I, I got the notification little... from fantasy. Like, oh, Bedard's got two goals today. I was like, fuck yeah! And then I was like, yeah, right. Nope, just kidding. 
it was it was disappointing because I was like, all right, cool. Now they have a real good chance of winning this game, and it was disallowed. I was like, God damn it! Like, I don't know if they're gonna get it. Beautiful goal. Yeah, it was. He's so fucking good. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so good, man. It's 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 incredible. It's it makes it so much fun to watch. But yeah. Anyway, the real game winner. (laughs) Real game winner came with two less than two minutes left in the game jason dickinson don't forget about me guys i'm i can still yeah. score goals well now that bedard's back he's like whoo i can go back to what i was doing <laughs> just score random goals here and there yeah man um, 17 goals on the year right now that's the, he's that's funny because he's never had more than 10 in a season and he's got 17 with okay and like 27 games left i think it is he's the also the only one on the team that's played every game this year so far Iron Man, man. Yeah, that's right. Sauce win 3-2. Their ass kicked every fucking day. And he's just like, hey, I'm just here to score goals five on five and fucking hang out. <laughs> Special teams, power play, don't don't put me out there. I ain't going to do shit. Nah, he's good on the pound kill. He's fine with that. Jordan uh, Mrazic, another great game. Um, yeah. 40 continues. for 42. Continues. Nine, five two save percentage. Um, Hawks snap an eight game losing streak, win three two. I'm just gonna keep oh. saying how good Morazic's been this year because it, all he does is get hate all the time. So, where people think that he's fucking terrible and he's just been awesome this entire season, he's never gonna get the credit because he's on this bad team mm-hmm. and he doesn't have the wins. Like, for some reason, people think that. Like the it's the same thing with like starting pitching in, the, in Major League Baseball. Like wins and losses aren't the stats that you go off of. Like yeah, they're nice little additional ones, but you look at the other stuff, the save percentage, the the goals against average, and all that kind of stuff. Like like his numbers are ridiculous, and if he had support in front of him, he would be a top tier goalie this year. Yeah, I said it. I don't yeah. care what people. You want to come at me for saying call Morazic a potential top tier goalie? Come at me, but it's he's, the numbers. Having, the numbers those, are there for him. Yeah, on the last place team, and he's he's fantastic. He's, I mean, if you want to say something, he's also tied for the league lead in losses. So, what's up? He's playing a <laughs> shit punk. That's what it's showing too. Yeah, because tonight he plays again, and he's played like seven out of the last eight. Then, yeah, I think I saw somewhere. But yeah, I mean, he's being relied on heavily without having anything in front of him. So there's nothing he can do about that besides just, like, continue playing super well. Do you think he's the happiest person in the locker room that Bedard's back? Probably. Oh, fucking finally. I got some offense potential coming my way. <laughs> yeah. Some offensive support here, finally. Thank God. <laughs> Watch the Hawks go on a run just based off Mirazik and Bedard. <laughs> I, I honestly would wouldn't doubt it um i'm trying to see like where does he rank in terms of c percentage leaders this year because he's got on 9 11 which i mean never forget i gotta find out all right let's say like minimum like 25 games played and then we'll get the stats. And Rassi's 11th in the league. His yeah, save percentage man. ranks 11th in the league with at least 25 games played. Um, 
It's just it's he's, so funny because he's got like the good like save percentage. The goals against average isn't the greatest. It's not terrible because it's under three, and like that's good. But it's the the team just doesn't score goals, so he's got. And then imagine, imagine if he was playing on this like on a playoff team. Yeah, how much better those numbers could be too. Man, it's crazy. It's not too bad. So, like, here, all right, the goalie's above him. Like, obviously, uh, oh, wow. Um, first in the league right now with in this, like, terms of stats is, like, Connor Hellebuck. Then it's Joey Decord, Jeremy Swayman, Thatcher Demko, Bobrovsky, Allmark, Yar, uh, Tristan Jari, Markstrom, Ingram, Talbot. And, like, oh, he actually isn't – too far off of like what these other guys are doing because he's got 13 wins. Talbot's only got 15. Ingram and Markstrom have 17. Tristan Jerry has 14. Linus Elmer's got 16. Um, Swayman's got 17. Decord's got 16. It's kind of weird. <laughs> they all just have a lot more like overtime losses too. It's I don't know why yeah, it's, it just seems so strange that like well. I guess they, because they also have other goalies on their team that are also winning games, whereas, like, we have Soderblom, who's got two wins on the year, and they're both against Toronto. <laughs> it's just so fucking That's stupid. all Soderblom needs for his, his season. He's like, I don't care what happens. I beat Toronto twice. Yeah, that's it. doesn't matter. If they win the cup, they're going to put his name on the cup, too. Oh. <laughs> But, but yeah, going back to Bedard a little bit here, yeah, like it's just we talked about it a little bit with the the Pittsburgh game, but then looking at them this game, mm-hmm. it is a fucking night and day difference. Yeah, this team with him out there, it's it's kind of funny because like while he was out, like obviously they didn't win like any fucking games because they had no offense. But they did keep a lot of those games to like two goals or in under, so they because played Marizic. well defensively. And yeah, Mrazek was astounding. Um, but now, like now that he's back, you can see like there's more to the offense there, especially on the power play. Oh my god! Also, can we get please just Seth Jones off the power play? <laughs> Vlasic yeah, was it- did not look bad. Like when he was out there when Bedard was hurt, and it's like what just put Vlasic back out there. Was it Pittsburgh game that it looked like, like there's one game that it looked like Seth Jones was actively going out of his way to not give Bedard the puck on the power play? That's been every game this season. <laughs> what day? Okay, so what it was the seventh or no, the sixth was the first game without Bedard. Yeah. Okay, I'm just trying to pull up the Hawks stats and then I'm here. Like the team stats, or like yeah. The so they stats? were. It was it was fourteen games. The Hawks went three ten and one. Um, they only scored twenty goals and let up thirty nine. Right. Yeah. And how many games was it? Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. That seems yeah, like more so- goals than I thought. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> because. There was, was like some empty, three times, there was, or three there or was some empty netters. Oh, you're talking about the goals that they scored? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that I I yeah, I don't know. It seems weird. That seems like but a lot. It, it, they got shut out three times, like you said, but they also had the one game when they scored four goals. 
Yeah, the, against four against the Islanders. Uh, Islanders and oh, and against. the game Calgary. That's right. Uh, it's just funny. A lot of one goal games, and then just only a couple that had more than two. Yeah, let's see. And then player wise, in that time span, two players had three goals. Dickinson and Foligno. Foligno only did it in seven games. Yeah. Yeah, Hawks were bad. Hawks are yeah, still bad, but like they're less bad now. So that's really now cool. it's entertaining. It's fun to watch, and you got that right? those vibes, the Bedard vibes, and it's just. Oh, listen to this. Peter Morazic has better stats than Elias Sorokin, and better stats than Jake Ottinger, and let's see who else. Who else? Better stats than UC Soros. Better stats, kind of. Between uh, better than Igor Shosturkin. Those guys are all Vesna caliber goalies. Seriously, and I got to drop better teams. Drop Sorkin for Morazic. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, make that trade in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> you won't. I think. I mean, I I know it's early, and we'll we'll talk about this team, like the future of this team down the line here for next season. But it's like. I don't know. I'm feeling like confident about this team next year. Like I don't, I'm not saying playoffs or anything like that, no. but it's like, I think the pieces are there to kind of start being like, Oh, okay. We're, yeah. we're one, we're one or two pieces away. Like I think they take a big jump next year. I do too. Well, I mean, obviously with like whoever they get with their first pick this season, this upcoming draft is going to, I mean, may make the team. Depending on who, like when they're getting them, um, but if they add anything in the off season, and just possibly bringing in like Nazar, if he's if he's just like yeah, that's ready it. To go. <laughs> if he's ready to go, um, Could more do a one and done. I kind of want like more to do two. More would probably do another one. Yeah. Um. Because he's really not blown away. I mean, he's having a great year, but he's not really yeah. like. It's not like there's oh, shit. Of, there's some potential for some like really young guys to like make a splash. Um, maybe even like Colton Doc makes appearance towards the end of the season. Maybe he makes a roster spot next year. Yeah, more so more in 32 games with Minnesota has 29 points, seven goals, 22 assists. Yeah, Nazar's got 35 and 30. And then Who's the guy from Notre Dame? Landon Slaggard. Slaggard, yeah. He's supposed to be coming this year, end yeah. of the season. So, we'll I mean, that could be a good piece. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they're I mean, they're going to have to go get some – they have to bring back a veteran or two for, for, for offense and through free agency or trades. Like, they need to get some more Santos. experience. I No, I agree with that. Yeah, I like that a lot. The more you say it and the more you talk about it and break it down, the more I'm like, you know what? I like it. I yeah. If they, if if they're if like for whatever reason Tampa and Stamkos parts ways, fucking that'd be a fantastic like two year two year deal for Stamkos like nine point five. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet five bucks and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-878-97777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours of issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligible and deposit restrictions. Terms of responsible gambling resources. NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. I forgot about him too, but Taylor Hall comes back. We'll be back in the full. Oh, that's summer. true. Yeah. I always forget about him. Um, but yeah, I mean, they give, if they bring back Taylor Hall, comes back and he, he's healthy and he can play a longer time this next season, more games next season. Cause I know he's injury prone, but more than 10 would be nice. Um, yeah. and then you could go get one more like solid vet that could be like a, like a good mentor, potential trade piece at the deadline type of guy. I mean, this team, I mean, that's pretty fucking good. Yeah. You know what yeah. goaltending's at? Defense is pretty much set set for I think the they're guys. probably bringing in another defense another veteran defenseman. Like somebody other than having Tenorti back there. I think Tenorti's gone. Yeah. But do are so do you think they bring back another def, uh, another vet if they keep Murphy and or do you think they bring him like on top of Murphy and Jones? I didn't even realize Murphy's not even playing. He isn't? <laughs> No, he's hurt. He's on IR. Oh shit! Yeah, I. When did he get hurt? He got hurt in January. <laughs> it's he's day to day. That's so funny. I just like realized it when you said Murphy. I was like, he hasn't been in the games recently. Yeah, because they've been going like Seth Jones and Vlasic, and then Korchinski with like either Tenori, Magna, or, or I. Yeah, one of those two really. And then it's been like a, either the Tito other one and Phillips. Because Zaitsev yeah. is injured still too, right? Yes. He's also hurt too. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Everybody's still hurt. The team sucks. <laughs> Fucking everyone's hurt. It's fine. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think this team has got... The bones are there now. Now it's I mean, just... They have the potential to not be last place next year. Oh, Anthony Bavillier has been activated. Is he playing tonight? Is that why they also sent down? I mean, we can move on, but like they sent down yeah. Reichel. I don't know. I know they, he practiced on Saturday. He was practicing with the team in um, a no contact or in a contact jersey. Bavillier was. Yeah, so he was in a regular jersey and practiced on the last time they had to skate. Was I think it was Friday. Um, so yeah, he might be back. Which would be nice to have him back. Yeah, I mean that's more offense. Cause he wasn't looking terrible when like the Hawks got him and just like kind of feeling like he was still getting eased in a little bit. He they were kind of tossing the lines around still. Um he was feeling it and then he got hurt, of course. 
Yeah, he skated in the morning line. Yeah, he's expected with, uh, to return Dickinson. Monday against Calgary or Carolina. Sorry, skating with cool. Dickinson and Anderson. Oh, they're gonna, and then Sanford's likely to be scratched. Okay, cool. Well, that'd be nice. Dickinson and Anderson and Bobelia. That's gonna be interesting. I might actually work. That's funny because it's gonna be Dickinson and, and Bobelia are both from Vancouver. It's a high energy line right there. Yeah, but let's go. So, um, three stars of the week. Let's do that yes. real quick. Absolutely. Um, um, who do you think? I kind of think give it to the three. First. I want to give it the yeah. first line. One, okay, two, well, three. I was going to say three, Mrazic, because <laughs> he got got the win. But he also had the nine two five save percentage this week. Okay, we'll give Mrazic for three. He's so good. Doing doing well, I guess. Um, and uh, then, or, not Korshinsky, Kurashev. You want Kurashev too? Yeah. Okay. He had four points. Four points in three games. And then you gotta and give it to the man. You gotta give it to the yeah. Betsy, Betsy's coming back, right? Do you is it okay? Really is it Betsy? Is Betsy with a Z or an S? I don't know. Just whenever I feel like. <laughs> I, I usually do S Y. S Y. Yeah. So I was doing a Z Y. Fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> so did, all you, right, did Kurt, you legitimately only have an eight point three faceoff winning percentage this week? <laughs> dude, he's so bad. He's so I mean, bad at center. He's eight, like he's eighteen. But still, like he needs. They need a like. That's why Stamkos needs to come to Chicago, or they need to bring back Taze or somebody so they can mentor him at the faceoff and like teach him. Like, Did he not win a faceoff against Pittsburgh. He didn't win a faceoff against Pittsburgh. Oh, Crosby manhandled him. Eh, well, you win some. I'm just kidding. You lose a lot. <laughs> and uh, then you get 20% the... at Ottawa. Okay. Yeah. What's looking up? In the week. Yeah. Looking in the week ahead, Carolina is going on tonight. Or last night when you're listening to this, then they have the Flyers on Wednesday, Winnipeg on Friday, and then Detroit is on Sunday for a big game. Kaner's return. <sighs> it's the first time Kaner versus Bedard. Um, it's also Chelios Jersey retirement night. Uh it's yeah. gonna be a that's gonna be a great game. I wanted to go to that game, but I'm not spending four hundred dollars for fucking nosebleed seats. Yeah, isn't the that's the last day for Chelly's chili thing? Too? Yeah. Yep. Pretty suspicious, right? That it looks the exact same as the Palace Grill. And right? the Palace, Palace Grill was set on fire. Oh, that Greek son of a bitch. What did he do? Little mm-hmm. Greek Greek mafia over there. Um, did the Palace so yeah, Grill like, get their GoFundMe all the way up? I'm sure. They had to have. I feel like the the Blackhawks just should have. Oh yeah, their fifteen thousand dollar goal. Currently, they've made they've raised thirty seven thousand six hundred. Oh yeah, it was gonna happen no matter what. Yeah. If not, I mean, like you said, the Hawks are probably gonna just do it. They should have. It's yeah. all their memorabilia. Anyway. Yeah. It's like unofficial. I mean, all, all the old school videos from in there were like. Or Stieg and Lad and stuff like that, yeah. like in equipment over there, like eating and doing shit. It was awesome. The place is great. 
I'm glad that they're going to be able to get that back and running hopefully soon. Yeah. Um, By the time I get back. Roster moves. One that yes. we've kind of kind of been talking a little bit about here, wondering if it would be the right move or not. Um, they finally pulled the trigger. Lucas Reichel was sent down to Rockford. And this has got a lot of mixed reactions about him, his standing in Chicago and, and what this means for him and, and all that kind of stuff. And I know we're kind of on opposite ends a little bit. Yeah. I think we're on the, we have this. So we're on opposite ends on what we think, but I think we still have the same opinion of the player in general. For me, I think that it's just not going to work out for him. Like something's just not clicking for him here. And it might just be a change of scenery type of thing for him that he might need to just move on. I think he's going to be odd man out here in the next year or two anyways. So why not give him a chance to go somewhere else and, and get a fresh start? Yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> uh, he's played not, he hasn't even played a hundred games in Chicago. He's played on dog shit teams the entire time he's been here. The, yeah, the fucking refusal to have him with like Bedard at the start of the season didn't help the fact that like he, was snake bitten to start. So like that probably I mean brings you down a bunch when shit's just not going right for you, but you're also on a line by yourself. And you're at center where I don't really they're trying to like force that a bit. Um like last year when he was showing a lot of like playing really well, he was playing with Kurashev and Domi and like they showed great chemistry and then this season starts and Kurashev doesn't start the year either. And him and Bedard are separated, and Bedard's basically the only one getting any points. And it's just like, all right, well, everything kind of sucks. <laughs> and then they bring Kershaw back and put him on Bedard's line, and then they're dynamite. It's like, all right, well, Reichel's still kind of like fending for himself. Um, yeah, it's just the, the fact that he hasn't played 100 games yet, and it's really just this 50 game that's always played this year is just 50. Like that little sample size, I don't think yeah. is gonna is gonna determine that he should probably go somewhere else. When I when I'm thinking about like change of scenery, it's like a guy like Boquist who went to Columbus and has had injury problems and then just like struggles in the lineup. Like that's a he's played plenty of games too, so like that's like a change of scenery kind of guy. So if this is like he's still trying to establish himself and this year is just kind of not working well for anybody. If you're so not Connor Bedard. So what is, so what's your timeline then? Like if he gets called back up and if, says he says he tears it up in Rockford, finds yeah. his game back down there, comes back up and he goes right back to what it, what it's been before he got sent down. Then what? I mean, and then it, it's really just kind of like, just let him hang out in Rockford probably the, the end of the season. Like, finish the year there. There's nothing, like, different about him coming up and playing up here again. Like, let him just finish finish out in Rock Vegas. Um, unless he's absolutely, like, destroying everything there. Like, three points a game or some shit. Um, either way, like, he still needs a new contract. And I think you end up doing basically the uh, – 
like the Kershev stuff where give them like a two year deal. It's kind of like a here, like we still think that you can do it here. Like here's two years, like make it fucking happen. Prove that you belong. Actually, Kershev signed a one year deal and then signed a two year. Yeah. Um, but this I mean, he was fantastic, fantastic last year in Rockford. Yeah. 55 games, 20 goals, 31 assists. Um, I don't know if Rockford has He was playing top line, and like the rest of that line was playing super well too, with like Gust and Sini. Uh, Is that right? Yeah. I think, yeah, the three of them were playing fantastic together. And then he gets in Chicago this season and has nobody to play with. Uh, let's see. What is this? So just, Coach Richardson talking to Reichel when he sent him down. He said, I wanted to, to stay totally positive with him. I said, you're a great young man. You're a pleasure to work with. Now you've got to find that desire internally. We know you want it, but you've got to go get your – go. you've got to get over feeling sorry for yourself and just be excited to play and go after it. So he's yeah. snake bitten. Yeah, he's just yeah. It's, well, it's the combination of being snake bitten and then I'm sure having high expectations for yourself. When like, I mean, obviously, like the minimal time that he played on the Hawks last season, everybody's like, he's the, he's part of this fucking future, and you get excited because Bedard's there too, and you're like, these are the guys that are gonna lead us into the future. And then like, he starts the season pretty snake bitten, and then it does not go up. Yeah, and I'm sure it's like that just mentally is just putting you down like crazy. I want him to be good. I want him to work yeah. out here and I want him to be a part of the team going forward. But I'm also like, unless your name's kind of Bedard, I have no attachment to you. Like, <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, you know what I'm saying though? Cause it's like, yeah. you got, okay. You got, you got Nazar, you got more in this, like in the system waiting, like next man up kind of situation. So it's like, like he potentially could lose his spot and just be, you know, the 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 man that the forgotten man out there if he doesn't figure it out. I don't think so. Just because he's like with those two as well, um, like maybe more plays like left wing. They're both like centers, but Nazari also plays right wing. Um, that's why I think like Reichel's pretty safe on the left side. For like the future currently, yeah. and like, I just I just think it's a lot of silly things where people just don't have. There's not much going on in this team besides Bedard, and so like the fact that like he's not playing well, everybody's like, "Well, you got to get rid of him." It's like, no, you fucking don't. He's 21 years old. He's played yeah, four games so far in the NHL, and that's the thing too. That's hard. I always forget. I mean, how young he is because yeah. it's like. But I mean, at the same time, it's like you see a lot of these like people who got a little bit of hype to them. By this age, they are kind of figuring it out and, and going. So, well, I think, but it's like I also they're too, on better teams. Yeah, I think too. Like he was drafted 17th overall and wasn't really seen as going to be like a major piece, like he is currently seen as. Well, I guess like at the beginning of the season, as he was seen he was as COVID year too, right? Uh, let me see. When was the draft? He was drafted 2020. Yeah, so. He, I know him playing in Germany that extra season, like, and really surprised a lot of people. And like, hey, he's gonna probably be pretty fucking good. And then came over and played really well in Rockford the last two seasons. And I think it's just still, I think he's still gotta get a little bit bigger. 
and like be able to kind of play at that level. So if he has to get some more seasoning in him in Rockford, I think that's completely fine. Like I said, he's fucking 21. He'll be, he'll be okay. So we'll have to see. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I want him to be good here, but I, I'm also like, I'm not attached anymore as much as I was before. Like I'm ready to like start seeing the pieces. That's all. Let me, I, let me see here. And I'm also saying too, like, and it's like, cause I want him to have a, a great career too. And if, if it means going somewhere else to have it, you know, how many times has that happened where it's just like a player you like just wasn't working out with their original team and they move on and then they, they find their game and they're able to, you know, have a career that everybody would be jealous of, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I still think he, he, he deserves at least like another season or two. And as this team gets better, if he's not all, like joining the ride and being a part of it, then I think that's when you start to be like, all right, man. Especially if you if you were trying to sell now, like you're not going to get shit. Like you're selling at the lowest point possible, and that's just not a good fucking. That's not what a good GM would do. Unless you you package him with like a for like a capo caco type of thing. Two players. See, that's, that... the, that's the thing too. Like Capo Caco's played like two hundred plus games. Like that's definitely more of like a fucking change of scenery kind of player too. Not like the guy that's just just started his fucking almost full se- first full season in the NHL and is hitting hitting a little skid. <laughs> no shit. He is, I didn't realize he's played that many games. Yeah. He's twenty three. Yeah, exactly. So, like, if it comes down to, like, Reichel's two years from now and he's in that same position where it's just not working right for him, like, you can sell him then. I mean, his value probably wouldn't be any different than it is currently. Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right, let's let's move on here. We've got a couple minutes before puck drops, so let's try to wrap this oh, up yeah. here. Um, the last thing we have for Hawkstock is uh, Rockford. Uh, swing rock yeah, Vegas, bye. very fun game on uh, what was it Saturday? I think so. Four nothing win for Rockford. Why was that one so big, Tanner? Uh, goalie goal, baby. Well, <laughs> somebody named Jackson Stauberg. It's a nice little Gino and a shutout. First in AHL history to get a shutout and a goalie goal. Let's go. Um, yeah. All right, let's uh let's move on to NHL talk here real quick. We'll do like rapid fire NHL talk. Um Yammer Yager has never retired by yeah. Pittsburgh on Sunday. Just continues to prove that he's the greatest of all time. Talk thinking his girlfriend, even though she was too young to know that he played for the Penguins, but don't worry, guys, <laughs> he filled her in on his time in Pittsburgh. Absolute fucking legend. I love Yager. And he looks like he could still play in the NHL. Yeah, I mean, he went on practice with Pittsburgh, and then he also took the pregame skate with them too. Yeah, that's fucking unreal. He's just—he's um, like, such a good character. He's <laughs> awesome. I love Yager. Austin Matthews is just absolutely tearing, tearing it up right now. Um, forty-nine goals. He scored his forty-ninth today, as before we recorded this one. Um, funny stat: he had back-to-back hat tricks to give him six on the year. He has more hack tricks than 509 players have total goals for the season. Oh, wow. 
So, so the six hat tricks is more than 529 players have a single, like five goals. Five goals. So 509 players have five goals or less this season. They in like 30 of them play for the Blackhawks. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, he's just yeah. He's a man on fire. He's on pace for what was it like 74 or something like that. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, that's the current. Oh, like I guess that was before t- today, right? I don't know. So he might be a little bit higher. It might be a little bit lower. Somebody. His pace was over over, over 70. Like, yeah. So he's on pace to do ten goals, ten goals better than what he did last year when he won the Hart Trophy. So you got to kind of. That wasn't last year. It wasn't last year. That was two years ago. Two years ago. Sorry. Last year he didn't even hit fifty, and he was on my fucking fantasy team. Dude, I can't. Yeah, he he hit sixty, and then I and then I draft him first in fucking fantasy, and he barely hits forty, and then I'm like, all right, fuck Matthews, and then now he's on pace for seventy four this year, so. You're welcome, everybody. That's a Austin Matthews <laughs> fantasy owner. <laughs> um, all right. Last thing I got for NHL talk. Do you have anything? Um, yeah. Islanders host 2025 NHL All Star Game. 2026. 2026 NHL All Star Game. Who's wait? Who's 2025? I think they're doing them because they're doing the Four Nations. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Why, I don't even, why, am I right, why am I correcting that? It doesn't matter. We already talked about yeah. it. Let's Vegas. And then, that down. and then it's between, um, or no, it's between Edmonton and Detroit for the, then one after that. Oh. So, uh, um, yeah. Vancouver, last thing I have. Absolutely collapsing today, too. Last thing I have the Bennington fine. Yep. This has been, I, Look at me right now, Tanner. Tell me you yeah. were joking. You were no. being serious. I'm being dead serious. I literally was reading those text messages, and I'm like, I can't tell if he's doing like a good troll job here right now or what. No. Bennington got fi- uh, fined $5,000 for high-sticking. I don't even know who was on Nashville. but uh, It was Luke Evangelista, and I know you were – even if you knew the name, you would not have I wasn't going to – yeah, I wouldn't even <laughs> want to say that. Um, <laughs> He was coming around from the side of the net, and Bennington just goes and pops him in the face with his stick. 100% intentional. Absolutely not intentional. Dude, it's just, I don't, he, he, because of who he is, he gets, he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. But it's, it's just so funny that everybody thinks it's so intentional. So if you watch like, the replay, if you watch the replay, he, he sees the player skating in and then does not. And then he turns his head back towards his guy because he's coming around the side of the net. Does not have the player in his eye line when he cuts behind the net. Right? So he doesn't know that he's coming behind the net. And fucking when his player breaks out, all he's doing is getting out of his like stance off the post and he's just trying to tap the post. I've done it before like a thousand fucking times. It's just all you're doing, it's it's so it's like such a goalie thing because it it's just if you're in that kind of superstition or like that's how you manage your, your game, it's like touching the post as you're like getting off of them. If you're like relaxing too, if you're getting out of your stance, you can just like tap it. And that's what it looks like to me because he doesn't, doesn't watch him go behind the net and he doesn't look for him coming around the net. 
and he's just tapping the. He's going to put his like the t- top end of his stick just against the top part of the post and just catches him in the face. There's no way he knew his face was going to be there when he fucking isn't even looking in that direction. You're giving him way too much credit. You're giving I know, him well, way too so much. So that's the credit. thing. Like I know because of who he is. Like he obviously like does not deserve to like. I everybody thinks that he did it on purpose and it makes sense because he does does that shit. But he doesn't typically hit people. He usually fakes it. Fakes it. <laughs> <laughs> he usually fakes the fucking hit. That's also how you know it wasn't intentional. Um, I just think it's, it's yeah, it's funny. If if it was any other goalie, that it wouldn't have been like talked about. But because it's him and like his reputation, it's like yeah. Here is, and then I'll say this, and then I'll give you our uh, our poll results because we posted asking him was clean or dirty on Instagram. Um, oh yeah. Here's my problem with you goalies. Yeah, yeah. What is it? And I'm calling you all out. You Don't guys, come. you guys want to act like, oh, you're just a part of the team and all this kind of stuff. But you guys want special fucking rules. You know what? what? Players are resp- the players have to be responsible for their stick, no matter what they do. If you accidentally right. clip a guy when the on the puck goes yeah. through, or whatever, you clip okay. a guy, you get a penalty. Yes. He needs to be responsible for his stick there. Yeah, you that's need fine. to watch it, and that's—I mean—that's what it is, and it's yeah, that's fine. Give him a penalty. Yeah. It shouldn't be a five thousand dollar fine. That's what I'm dude, saying, it's a, dude. It's right in the eye. There's no go around five thousand dollar fines for fucking high sticking guys. Uh if you have a history, you do. I don't know. Repeat offender. I just—I just don't think it, that it was—it was, it was fine worthy. I think it was just stupid. Well. 73% of people who voted said that it was a dirty play. Um, Bennington fucking sucks. He's a bomb. St. Louis deserves to. Hey, guess who's got better stats than Jordan Bennington? Peter Morazic. Peter Morazic. <laughs> Peter Morazic's amazing. Oh. oh, last thing. Also, I forgot. I, was, I told you this beforehand. Um, with the Yager jersey number retirement, that makes 24 European players that have their jersey numbers retired. Can you name them? I know Lindstrom. Yeah. Makita, yeah, Hosa, yes. Then I get confused, like what's considered Europe and what's not. <laughs> what do you mean? It's fucking what's, across the pond. <laughs> um, Sedins aren't considered Euro- European, are they? Yeah, they are. Why wouldn't they be? I don't know. They're, they're, they're from Sweden. <laughs> Did um, you think they're Russian? No, but I mean, like, like I don't know, like what's considered part of Europe. Sometimes, like, I forget, like, what countries, like, consider part of Europe. It's like, but all the NHL players, if they're not from USA or Canada, they're European. Okay. Hosa. (laughs) So, Sedin's. Yeah. Matt Sundin. Uh, yeah. Um, Matt Sundin, Lindstrom, Makita. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll give you like a quick little, a quick little uh, hint. So, other than the Sedins, there's two other Vancouver players that are European and have their numbers retired. Paul Alberi. Yes. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Isn't he Russian? Yes. Russia is in Europe too. The main part of, of uh, our, like, and then of, of, like inhabitable Russia is in Europe. Otherwise, like the big, the yeah. The big part of Russia that's like uninhabitable because it's fucking like a tundra and wait like and it's way too cold. That's in Asia. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, 
How many am I at? Um, let's see. One, Lindstrom, Hosa, two, Sedin, Sunday. Three, four, five, six. Uh, Naslin, you said was one. Seven. Yeah, Naslin. I think you're at like seven ish. Seven. I mean, Yager's eight. Eight, eight maybe. Yager's eight. Nine, I think. Let me do this again. So you said Lidstrom, Bure, Sundin, Nasland, Nikita, Sedins, um, Yager, Hosa. So nine. So nine. Yeah. There's 24. Fuck. There's 24. Fuck. <laughs> um, you're missing um, a pretty big one. Actually, two pretty big ones. Chara? Uh, no. Chara does not have his number retired. Think about, like, goal scorers. It was a great podcasting for me. Yeah, right? Um... It's funny that I was just looking at this list too earlier today and I didn't like yeah. absorb any of it. That's funny. Uh, I'll tap. What's going on? What is it? All right. So, Team Solani. That's, um, that's a big one. Yeah. Uh, uh, not Phil. Jesus Christ. Peter Forsberg. Oh, shit. Henrik Lundqvist, Dominic Hoshik, Becca Rene. Um, and then the rest of them. So, it's going to be Miko Koivu, Danny Alfredson. Yari Curry, um, Boria Salming, and Milan Hayduk. I don't honestly it doesn't ring. I can't think why, but Nystrom from the Islanders. I have no idea. Yeah, uh, Yuri Letnin in Dallas. I don't think you would have gotten that one at all. No. Um, it's I believe Peter Stastny. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, Patrick Eliash. Um, Rene's uh, uh, Bob Nystrom, Rob Nystrom, Bobby Nystrom. He has scored 900 games played, he had 513 points. That's it. I guess the answers were just there. Was he a part of like the four Pete? Yeah, I think so. All right, that's probably why. Yeah, yeah, that's not too bad. Hawks have two, Vancouver's got four, which is crazy. Yeah, well then now, Chelios, let's talk about Canadian retired numbers. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, right. Or an American. Why did I say Chelios for Canadian? American retired numbers. Hmm. <laughs> so, all right, episode 263, what do you want to call it? Oh, my God. He's back, baby. Back, baby. Ben- Benzie's back. <laughs> Benzie's back, baby. It's the Triple B episode. <laughs> all right make sure to follow us on also on all social media at wcb podcast make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast feed spotify apple Podcasts, are the major two uh youtube subscribe there uh DraftKings promo code tphn should also retire this number in the hawks that'd be another it euro retirement be. it is bullshit that he's not gonna get it yeah i mean it seth is- jones is wearing four right now so yeah. bullshit that yeah seth jones is ruining Jomerson's legacy. <laughs> anyway. Um yeah, we will we'll see you on the next one. All right. Love you, boys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCB podcast. Hey. 
Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jerem and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB Podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.